everybody, for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I am your host, Barrett Dudley. I am joined by Phil Battaglia. Phil, what's good? Hey, Barrett. Hey. Uh, we are here in the Lodge, brought to you by Washed Media, on a Monday. Monday, Monday, going fishing in a Hemi Dodge Ram. What is that? You don't remember those commercials? <laughs> no. Is I, that one of their commercials? That's, that's like five years ago. Damn. Monday, Monday, going fishing in a Hemi Dodge Ram. <laughs> no, that one just—that's one of those that ones didn't that just resonate like for me. Seared into my brain. Um, Monday, new time slot for Club Cool. This is week two of of the uh, of the Mondays. Mm-hmm. Do you do you? I mean, I don't even get cases of the Mondays anymore. Really. I don't, to be honest with you, I barely know knew that it was a Monday. Yeah, I texted you this morning just making sure. My 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 Sunday scaries really they've they've completely evaporated. I wonder if this is affecting. Will's brand at all. <laughs> That's a I good mean, question. No, I just have like generally more scaries, uh-huh. just overall more scaries. It lasts for throughout the week. But there's, it's just like the same kind of every day. So it's just like the weekly scaries at a lower, at a lower clip, at a, but a higher clip, but just not, it doesn't peak on Sundays. He may I mean? need to consider rebranding just to, to weekly scaries throughout this pandemic. Yes. Um, today we got a little pandemic talk, but we're going to focus on uh, on a brighter side. Well, sort of brighter. I don't know. We'll see. What? Uh, but what? What type of music we've been uh, listening to? If if our habits have have changed at all because of uh, of the change in lifestyle or because of doing things differently now? Um, and then, man, it's officially it's officially drop season here. This week kicks it off. We've got fall winter stuff coming this week. And um, you know, it's it's couldn't come soon enough. Yeah, because um, I'm, I can only it, it's 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 kind of a bittersweet thing, right? Because mm-hmm. we still are dealing with like 109 degree temperatures. So uh, you know, it's it's there's no there's no getting kits off right now. We can't really start dressing un, until the weather cools down. Right. So it's always nice to see the fall winter stuff start coming through the pipeline. You you know, you're we're we're dreaming of the. Uh, of the sugar plums at night and mm-hmm. uh just you know it's that's that's the good that's the good stuff a lot of brands really shine in fall winter because you have the ability there's so much more you can layer there's knits there's pants there's there's boots there's just there's caps there's so there're just a lot more things to pile on mm-hmm. now we don't get a ton of opportunity to do that and uh and we'll we'll talk about some of the differences in 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 maybe the way that we shop or approach things uh, over the next couple of months, but uh, first, one thing that I like about the Mondays is that I I feel like not only do we not only we're we looking forward in the week, so instead of kind of recapping the week, we're kind of talking about the week to come. Mm-hmm. What we do get to recap is the weekend. Did you do anything exciting over the weekend? Um, we wrapped up the bathroom, but that was who knows what week that was. Yeah, could have been any week. It could have been. We finished <laughs> cleaning. And then we went to the the store to buy some plants, and failed miserably. Did you go to the Great Outdoors? Yes, I've heard that they have banned children from entering <laughs> the, the store. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. They've banned pets. Yeah, okay, well, children and pets, no, no, not allowed in in this nursery. No way. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. We don't have uh, a child, but we do have a pet who, if we bring out, she's a she just a terror, just a disaster. Yeah. So yeah. we've been making baby steps with the uh, with the puppy at home. Um, I held, I held my fantasy draft yesterday. Did you really? We had our a Sunday evening fantasy draft, which we conducted online via the uh, the CBS platform and auction. 
auction draft. Yeah, of course. Um, Any hiccups? No, uh, only a small one. And we we did a we did a Zoom at the same time, yeah. So that we had like kind of a live element. You could kind of chat with everybody, see what everybody was doing. That would be a total shit show with our crew. <laughs> you know, when people chime in and it's... It, it was, there was certainly some overlap. Like when you have like that many people in a Zoom, yeah. there, there's some lag and, and it doesn't it doesn't always go perfectly to plan. Now, the only real hiccup is that we have a... So we're, we're, we're an auction league. You have a salary cap. Uh-huh. And our roster size is between 14 and 16. But one of the God, this is such a boring thing to talk about here. So I'll, I'll <laughs> no, I'll, it's not. I'll be brief. But like, really, your max bid should should only affect whether you can fill fourteen slots. But it like automatically goes to the max of sixteen slots, and so it, it kind of messes that up. It's a small hiccup. It's just a thing that we have to deal with when we when we do, or when we're forced into an online draft. So we don't do um, auction mainly because our league we've never done it, and starting now, we may. I doubt it though. Not as long as this dude's sitting on the commissioner spot. No, okay. This is two commissioners against, talking. I mean, well, you've always been against progress. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who says an auction league is progress? You. Yes. An auction league is the only way to do fantasy football. Okay. A sna- well, a moving sna- on. A that's snake wrong. draft is, you're just, ro- you're just rolling dice. Did, Good. Who, it's who a are, gamble. It's just a- This is gambling, baby. It's just luck of the draw. Good. It's just like- like, has anybody ever won a fantasy league having the seventh pick in a 12-team league? Probably um, not. Possibly. I'll tell you <laughs> what. I came from way behind to win one year. Way behind. Yeah. I don't know what pick I was. Anyway, what's the what's the contingency plan? I, I'm Because uh, I get asked this by the people mm-hmm. in the league because right, I right. don't know what the fuck to do about this. I'm just assuming that ESPN has this built in. There is a high likelihood that games will be canceled. Right? Sure. If there's some sort of outbreak mm-hmm. and or postponed. Yeah. There's also a likelihood that players that you have drafted will drop out. Yeah. So then what? So what we what we have done, so we we've we have a contingency, we've added a couple of new rules, but they really only they they only cover a couple of these bases. If a player gets COVID, we have added a COVID IR slot. You can move that player to the to the COVID IR position. While he is on the COVID IR list, which is will probably be two to three weeks for these uh-huh. for these guys, so you get you get the addition you like you have the opportunity to replace that player. You can't just sit him on the bench. Well, you can, but Matt, let's say you get like that's let's say you get a few. We're treating it differently than just like a regular injury because if a guy gets the flu, he can play. He can yeah. play through the flu, but with the COVID, you're forced out, right? If you test positive, you're forced out. So it opens up an additional roster spot. So did y'all just add an d- additional roster spot during the draft? No. No, this will be – because IR is separate from the, the mm. actual roster. We're a fantasy football podcast now. Um, anyways, and then we also instituted if the if the season is cut short, uh-huh. we have a way to – we'll pay out like two teams that are at the top of the power rankings. And that's that's it. It's giving me anxiety. So – all right. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it'll be an interesting season, but um, you know, gotta play. Gotta play through the pain. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, who knows? It might just be a total disaster, and and nothing happens, and everybody gets their money back. <laughs> but it was good. It was good to. It was good to have something to do on a, on a Sunday. Yesterday was just a great sports day in general. Got Dustin Johnson going thirty under at the on. Uh, Did at he the, really? Uh, yeah, at the golf tournament. 
Christ. Had, to, had, had NBA playoff games all day? Had the Indy 500? Um, had yeah, the, uh, you know, I didn't watch much draft. of that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do... I'm trying to finagle a, a creative cameo. Have you ever done a cameo? Like paid somebody to do one? I've never done that, but I'm a, I'm aware of cameo, yeah. I want to do that to, to reveal the draft order. Okay. You know? Yeah. And then have a backup Milan Milanakis is on there. Andy Milanakis? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. How much is he? Get him to do like a pee-pee head one or something. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I would think that's funny and probably three other people in the league. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. I'm leaning towards Wade Phillips. He's 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be somebody like... That's Wade Phillips. Who cares? Like, I know he's... He's going to be so bad at it, it'll be hilarious. I've yeah. seen some of his birthday wishes. It's comical. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. And a lot of people that are in this league have already done Flavor Flav for other shit okay. and, like, Andy right. Dick. So they're kind of played out. Um, another thing that I did this weekend, I popped into Neighborhood Goods. Yeah. Have you checked this place out? No. Okay. Well, we like talking about the future of, of retail on this podcast mm-hmm. to make an abrupt shift from sports back to uh, to the club cool sector here. Um, I like what Neighborhood Goods is doing. It's it's obviously unfortunate that they that they built this shiny new sp- or went into this shiny new space um, right in the middle of a of a global pandemic. But yeah, are you familiar with like the concept of yeah. what they're doing? Mm-hmm. It's a nice, airy, bright, big windowed you know, millennial friendly space. <laughs> yeah. There is a, there's a big, nice like Marvel bar that I think you're going to be able to have like, you know, snacks and apps and drinks at, at some point. It looks really nice. It looks cool. A lot of space, a lot of space to move around and they're hosting basically. It's a rotating section, a, a rotating cast of, of brands. Mm-hmm. And it's everything from like Bath and Beauty and grooming product to sunglasses to uh, like Hill City, the little Gap offshoot that's like all like kind yeah. of minimal active gear is in there right now. You have Entire World, the uh, kind of elevated basics brand from the guy that used to do Band of Outsiders in there. Uh, Food Fifty Two for like some home goods and and cook type stuff, and all of it in in these these they're little pop ups basically. They're hosting multiple pop-ups all at the same time, kind of like merchandising it like you would kind of any other kind of trendy boutique. Mm-hmm. And it just got me like it's it's I think it's great from a brand discovery standpoint. It's great for neighborhood goods because they're not committed to these brands. They don't have to buy from these brands over and over right. again. If they don't do well, they, if they don't do well. They're, they're gone. And right. even if they do, you're gone for a while. We bring you back in a little while. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a very, I think it's a pretty fresh concept. And when we look forward to kind of a crumbling retail landscape, this feels like one of the types of things that could stick around and, and maybe continue to have like some impact Yeah, because, because it offers, it's it's always new. You always have different st- stuff in there, and it's just kind of like uh, it's it's a new spin on on something. And and pop ups are like people are always into pop ups for that's, sure. That's always the type of thing that like that activates people to to come out and shop, right? And they like have a, the ability a, to just churn out whatever is hot at the moment. Yeah, get them in there immediately. Yeah, you know. Um, but I think that the, uh, from our experience in the past, a, a lot of the headache with, with retail 
is just the massive commitment that you have to make. Yes. Not only to inventory, but to capital. Yep. And when that, that stays tied up for a while yeah. with these pre-orders, et cetera, um, not that they don't have to do the pre-orders and all that at Neighborhood Goods, but um, the commitment is much less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know. It, it, I'd be curious. I wonder if they're even buying inventory. Yeah, right. Or if it's all right. essentially on paying consignment. rent. Are you paying rent? Like if you're these pop ups? No, I, my guess is that there's some like there's some give and take. I, I imagine it's like neighborhood goods wants to highlight and feature you in this little pop up. Yeah. And the trade off is that we're not actually gonna pay you for inventory up front. We're gonna place the inventory in our store and we'll you know we'll pay you for everything that sells essentially. Right, yeah, that's my guess. It, I I could be totally wrong. Yeah, and but it could be it could be different for the small guys compared to the bigger names that are in there. because of the ro- rotation rotating rotating taps essentially. Yeah, they. they <clears throat> I think the point is that neighborhood goods doesn't have, ever have to sit on any any inventory. Mm-hmm. If Hill City is in there for eight weeks, at the end of eight weeks, everything that didn't sell goes back to Hill City. Is is what I expect. And the trade-off I mean, for these brands, most of which are kind of up-and-comers looking for the exposure and, and getting people to discover them, yeah. is is that they're highlighted in this nice, pretty store. Totally. So, anyways, um, you know, one grooming brand that, that, that should be in neighborhood goods is Lumen Skin. Definitely. Because this is some of the best personal grooming product I've ever tried. In fact... About 10 minutes before I popped up on this podcast, I was just lathering my face in the moisturizing balm. I shaved this morning. I don't know if you can tell. If you're watching on uh, youtube.com slash wash media, maybe you can see that I have a beautifully shaved face. And then after that, of course, I had to uh, I had to go for my Lumen moisturizing balm. Here's the thing. It's easy to kind of forget about this stuff, but you can't do that because if you want your skin to look as good as possible for as long as possible, you need to address it right now. And that is the cold, hard truth. Maybe you don't know where to start. That is where Lumen comes in. That is where why Lumen is so perfect. They're on a mission to help give men the amazing skin they deserve through high-quality, expert-created products delivered right to your door. All of their products are formulated specifically for men's skin and made to target skin issues with maximum efficacy using top-notch ingredients like charcoal, green tea extract, and vitamin C. It's not just about looking good. It's about feeling good. You need good skin health, especially as you get older, to prevent long-term damage. Right now, like I've told you about, I got the Moisturizing Balm, one of my all-time favorite products. The cleanser is fantastic. Uh, it's a, it's, I, usually, I use it, uh, I generally have it out on the counter. It's what I wash my face with before I go to bed. It's a very, that's a very key part of the regime. Yes. It helps you get there. I used to not do that. I used to just go to bed dirty face. Oh, no. Yeah, not good. It's not good. Don't do that. Use the charcoal cleanser yeah. from Lumen Skin before you go to bed. And, uh, I mean, yeah, there's an exfoliating rub, too, that's really nice. Even if you have no idea where to begin, Lumen makes it so easy to find the right skin management system for you. Choose from different skin concerns to address or just pick up a simple starter pack for free. You deserve to look and feel your best. Here's where to start. Go to lumenskin.com slash clubcool to get a one-month free trial of everything you need to start your skincare journey at home. That's lumenskin.com slash clubcool, L-U-M-I-N skin.com slash clubcool to get your first month free. The products are great. They look amazing. You will not be disappointed with this stuff. 
Start treating that face and that skin right. Go to lumenskin.com slash clubcool to get that one month free trial. Okay, Phil, uh, let's jump in here. Let's talk about a little bit of music. Here's where I want to start. There is a new single out from Phoenix, the band Phoenix, who I generally say is my favorite band. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's if if somebody asks who's your favorite band of all time, Phoenix is is my go to answer. Okay. Now that's specifically because of one of their albums, which we'll get to in a second. But they have a new single out. It's called Identical. It's very good. It's it's one of my favorite Phoenix songs in in several years, even though they really haven't put out new music in a few. We talked kind of right quickly pre pod that their last group group of songs, their last album was was kind of meh. Yeah, yeah, I didn't it was okay. It. Um, this single identical is from an upcoming movie that's releasing on Apple Plus. It is directed by Sofia Coppola, and it stars Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. It's on Apple Plus. It's 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 a, supposed to have a theatrical release as well, but obviously that's in jeopardy at this point. Yeah. Um, but this is it. One, the movie is exciting, and Sofia Coppola, I believe, is married to Thomas Mars, the lead singer of Phoenix. I believe I have that right. Ah, that's and, true. And uh, Phoenix has not only done this single for the film, but they also scored the film and they put together the soundtrack. So, just all in all, I'm I'm looking forward to the to the film in October. Mm-hmm. The the I'm a sucker for movies with awesome soundtracks. Yeah, it's not. It's not a coincidence that Days and Confused, usually my go-to answer for favorite movie of all time, has one of the best soundtracks of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, so it just got me thinking. Uh, so as I mentioned, the album, Phoenix album, Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix. Uh, this is a 2009 album, I believe. I went and saw their show that year three different times. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It is one of two albums that I that I would listen to every single year. Yeah. The other is Kanye, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, mm-hmm. which is currently experiencing uh, in real time diminishing returns. Uh, but it'll bounce. It'll bounce back, and and you know, well, I just he just needs to cool cool off for a mm, second. Still yeah. one of my favorite albums ever. Those two those two albums are are pretty much the only two that I can say with certainty that I listen to probably once a year. Are there any, do you have anything like that that you've, that you've gone back to recently? Or I do a lot just, of revisiting. Yeah. A lot. Okay. And I'll wear stuff out. So let me just, I have Spotify pulled up here. Let's see what I've been listening to. Oasis live. Their live album. Incredible. Is there anything though that you, like that you can say I probably listen to this album once a year or is there a lot of stuff like there's that? a lot too many to name yeah are you a vinyl guy have we talked yeah. about this mm-hmm. y'all put on vinyl we do I, that definitely I feel like vinyl collectors people that listen to to, uh, to albums like that your collections are generally not expansive or you know you have a you have a you have a set number of, of choices there you're not just plugging in Spotify and having 10 billion songs yeah, at your right. at your disposal. You're, you're committing, so that le- that lends itself more towards listening to the same albums. Yeah, and you know, with the vinyl, I'm not putting on. For instance, I have on here Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. I listen to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting that on vinyl at home while we're getting ready for dinner. That's it's a little much. Okay, you know, <laughs> we want more more of a mood setting background music for the vinyl. 
Um, we do a lot of soundtracks, actually. Okay. For vinyl. Anyway. Um, Frank Sinatra on vinyl? We have some. <laughs> <laughs> Tame Impala. I've, got, I've been listening to a yeah, shit load of, yeah. load of that. Um, the Chicks. The Chicks' new album goes hard. Oh, yeah. Formerly Dixie Formerly Chicks. Formerly the Dixie Chicks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also Metric. You know I like Metric. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a few. I, I I go all over the place. I don't really listen to as of late a lot of hip hop. I just mm-hmm. it's just not in my my rotation right now. Yeah, the 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 thing with hip hop is it's very. I think it becomes very clear in your thirties that there that that hip hop especially is very much like the the musical genre of the youth, mm-hmm. and as such, that's who it's that's who it appeals to most and who it's made for. And as it changes, you get further and further removed from the hip-hop of your youth. And it's like what you—I think everybody kind of digs into the hip-hop that they grew up with, that that they went through their formative years with, and then that they really enjoyed that type of music through high school, through college, yeah, through, you know, those mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like—because I, I definitely feel that. There, there's some new hip-hop that I really, really like— but I definitely find myself like when Drake releases new music, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, that I like that." When, <laughs> when Lil Uzi Vert releases new music, it's I'm like scratching my head. I don't like that. Wondering what what this is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's just like I think that's just part of the aging process is For that sure. you don't totally understand hip hop like you used to. Number one hip hop <laughs> album that you listen to as a, as an adolescent. Oh man. Like as like like they just off the top of your head who who is it like this is who I was listening to this song this album uh, I mean a couple stand out uh, this the the album that I probably listened to more than any other in high school was Mike Jones and Magnificent first round draft picks <laughs> <laughs> we listened to a lot of Fat Pat and Big Mo in high school okay. yeah <clears throat> but before screw, that screwed up click I didn't listen to a lot of Screw okay. yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah, see, we were more on the Swisher House side than this yeah. than the SUC. But um and then the other the other one that comes to mind was we were I mean, Ludacris was huge. Yeah. We we played the shit out of Chicken and Beer and Red Light District, those two albums. See, the one that comes to mind for me is Doggy Style, Snoop Dogg. Okay. That was it, dude. We wore that shit out. Was that like was that ninety three. So that was what do you mean you wore that shit out? Wore it out. What were you, nine years old? Uh-huh, 10. <laughs> yeah. And you were- ha- Had you, to sneak it. You were bumping doggy style yes. by Snoop Dogg? Yes. <laughs> we would go rollerblading in- and... third or fourth grade? Was that? No, in fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> We'd go rollerblading, and a friend of mine's big brother had access to these things. So we would we would get it from him. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, here are the one. Here are the ones from that from when I was that age that, yeah. that stand out to me. Oh, this is the great. Fu- dude. The Fuji's album. Uh huh. The Fuji's, yes. And then a couple of songs. What? Freak nasty to dip. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of like. And then dances. when I was really, and then when I was even younger, like probably seven, tag team. Whom there it is. Yeah. Well, the Chronic <laughs> was ninety two, and we listened to that. But you know, I don't think we're listening to these as they're as dropping. They right. right? No, you're not on like the bleeding edge of hip hop. No, being like, man, you heard that. Beaumont, Texas, really didn't, you know, <laughs> command a lot from the the drops. No, when they made it to us, when, okay, I bet you we were where... in fifth grade. Okay, but still, sure, sure, sure. Still, we were we were going hard, bro. Yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, that that all speaks to like who who in our age group doesn't still love putting on that '90s early, and all the way to early 2000s hip hop. Yeah, everything from like the early Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg stuff to um to to like the to the Nelly and Ludacris Nelly like, oh, pop jams yeah. Nelly Country Grammar yeah. What's Your Fantasy Yeah EI Oh, when was that? Like uh, all, that was so good. You know, like that that stuff that stuff really really sticks. So uh, these the 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 Zoomers now like they're gonna be in their thirties and they're gonna be like man. That little Uzi Vert, <laughs> that country little, grammar, that, that little pump, that Co- stuff, that that went. <laughs> country grammar is two thousand. Yeah. All right. Um, all this to say, one I wanted to talk about, like f- just kind of favorite albums. Do you have a favorite album? If you off the top of your head, favorite album. Fuck. Desert Island vinyl. What do you? Oh like, what, god, what do you, I don't do you, know, dude. No. That's too big of a question. Too That's too hard. Because uh, um. It, I'm very, very guilty of whatever mood I'm in is what I would go to a desert island right now. Okay. It, you know, it might be the Beatles White Album, but not currently. That's yeah. just something that comes to my head. Yeah. That's not something I'd want to listen to cover to cover right now. Well, we need to do, we, we did a Club Cool playlist on Spotify 1.0 probably about a year ago. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's about time for 2.0. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've, we've got a lot of stuff that we've talked about right here and now that's, that's, absolutely going to go on it um i also wanted to i'm a big edm guy i still really do like edm new and you know pretty much everything from avici swedish house mafia onward even a lot of the newer stuff now it it's i still like i'm a big uh xm serious xm radio guy too probably my most listened to station is the is bpm and it just it hits different right now because all those songs, they're like, they're so soaring and kind of, you know, exuberant. They, they, they're supposed to like make you feel good, right? And make you feel like kind of like that joyous, that, that, uh, that feeling of like going out, seeing friends, like dancing, like doing all that type of stuff. And because all of that stuff is, is essentially impossible at the moment and for the foreseeable future, I, I like listening to it, but it's almost like listening in a country where it just like, it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that that's been that's been an interesting twist. Like I like I will have just a a a, a fun a fun ass EDM song on going to the grocery store <clears throat> and it, it that like it like it gives me like a wave of of depression. Because they, because that type of thing I I I associate it so much with like the good times of being with friends yeah. and like going out and doing things. At Tomorrowland, at yes. Have you ever been to one of these things? No, not one of the, no, not one of the. No, you're not an EDM boy to where you're getting dressed up and going to. I once went to when we when I was like 25. I went to. I want to say it was called IDC. It was in Houston. It was at the Woodlands Pavilion. There were like three or four stages. Did you take some drugs? No, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> that's an indirect answer. <laughs> I think I think we were just drinking, but who knows? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the furthest I ever went into like a full on, like I've never been to Electric Daisy or Tomorrow, dude. That that one, I don't know what year it was from. I want to say like 2011, 2012. 
there's one kind of like recap video of tomorrow the of Tomorrowland mm-hmm. in uh in where, where is it called? It's like in Bang. It's in Bang, Sweden, or something like that. I, Sounds right. It, it's it's like watching that video. It like feels like doing ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It is so. It gives me chills. I, it, I I've you watch that video. I'm like. I want to go to Tomorrowland more than anything I've ever wanted to do in my entire life. <laughs> I would life. love that for you. <laughs> I'd love that for you. Randy knows what I'm talking about. He's over there smiling. Oh, yeah. You've been? <laughs> you know how many times in college we watched that? And yeah. Everyone had the same. Yes. Yeah. Like it is, dude. It's just it. It's it's. You think, I've watched you, a documentary on it, and you, it you seems think, you think of like uh, of like these hedonistic pursuits, right? The, yes. And it's and and a lot of it looks ends up looking bad like you look at like nudist colonies and 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 these kind of these weird things that end up on like hbo real sex right (laughs) stuff that you think that you think sounds like oh that sounds erotic and exotic and cool and fun and then you see the videos of it and you're like oh god no i want no part of this Mm -hmm. right tomorrowland like looks like you think it looks like it looks like paradise, like it looks perfect. Yeah, it, 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 it. You know what? It it was the predecessor to Tomorrowland was essentially like you. You know how like everybody goes to Burning Man now for for the gram. Mm-hmm. Like it, the, there's phones and pictures now, and 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 like babes are just going to get these like wild ass fits off mm-hmm. at Burning Man, and that's the point of it now. Yes, kind of like Coachella. Right, Burning Man. It 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 became more Coachella, more Tomorrowland. Yeah, but that's Tomorrowland. Kind of had that that piece of Burning Man, that kind of hedonistic, yeah, like wild. You know, here's where you go to fulfill all your all your wildest dreams and fantasies, and just like let the music take you over. <laughs> but it was, but it you know it put that out there. Whereas Burning Man has always been more more kind of. Um, you know, insular about that type of thing. Like, it's in like keep. You know, they they want to keep it keep it in. It's, it's supposed, in boom, boom, not bang. <laughs> yes, boom. Thank you. Wow. The coolest thing to me about Tomorrowland is the stages. The the way yes, that they yeah. create those stages. That's incredible. But everything that we're talking about here, like this is why this is why it's it's not difficult to listen to EDM. But like I hear these songs and they all that that's where my mind goes basically. Yeah, it's Tomorrowland. That's where you'd like to live right now <laughs> in one of these little UFOs above the stage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't? Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Any, any other music thoughts for us here, Phil, any other, any other like big stuff that's influencing you right now or that or that you've had in heavy rotation or, or that you listen to differently? Um, we, d- dude, we listen to a lot of just Easy listening stuff. Bossa Nova. I think Will's a big Bossa Nova guy. Yeah. You ever give that a try? No. Nah. A little too slow for you. Probably. Yeah. Not enough beats per minute. BPM <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys in the building. <laughs> <laughs> no, that nothing really big happening for me in music. No. But okay. I mean, I'm looking forward to putting together some some some, some 2.0. Yeah, some I need to get some thoughts play, together. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Well, for sure. All right, the, the, the uh, last time that we had this kind of this type of conversation, I think we were we were both a little bit more focused with our current listens. Yeah. 
right now, like now, right now, I'm I'm picturing this playlist, and it's going to have the chicks, it's going to have some EDM, it's going to have some '90s and 2000s rap, it's going to have so a little bit of Phoenix. It's going to be this is going to be truly, truly a uh, mm-hmm. an eclectic and uh, banging playlist. So it will be. Um, stay tuned to Club Cool Pod on Instagram at Club Cool Pod. We will when we have it ready, we'll we'll post up the Spotify link there. We will of course also post it on the Discord. How do you get into the Discord? Go follow us on patreon.com slash clubcool. I will refresh that Discord link some at some point today or uh, or maybe tomorrow. You guys can get in there. There's been a lot of good shit going on in the Discord, man. Uh, the kits keep coming in the Rate My Kit category. Um, the uh, Phil's Cocktail Corner, probably the most active channel. We I think we're even going to do like a beer beer share. Nice. We got one of our one of our listeners, one of our Discord members is is organizing a beer share. Okay. So I wanted I wanted to put that out there so we can get more people involved and and make it something kind of cool. I've never done something like this, so so I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let let our guy in there kind of orchestrate and direct it. But uh, but that'll be cool. And um, let's see. Also on Patreon, I put out my I put out my picks for the Nordstrom anniversary sale that went out last week to uh, to our patr- patrons. And uh, and then this week we'll you'll still get our regularly scheduled programming with our editorial of uh, of our favorite our favorite shiz on the, on the internet right now. So look for that this week. All of that at patreon.com slash club cool and uh, and in the discord. Man, I, I'd, I'd be posting more kits. I, I'll throw up some kits, but it's 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 August. It's t-shirts and shorts, man. Yeah. It's it's how creative can I get with that? Not very. Um, but as I mentioned up top, we're here. The fall winter drops are beginning this week, and I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of them in particular. First, I would be remiss to not mention that Halle Brothers Fall Winter 20 is coming out this week. A little so, shameless plug there. From shameless your boy. plug, but but there's some there's some very legit stuff that I w- that I want to talk about here because a few heaters that I am very much looking forward to. So okay. I wanted to I wanted to uh, to put them out there. You can look. This stuff is not available to view right now. It's clandestine shit. This is classified information. Um, some of it, much like Magnum, I probably shouldn't even be talking about right now. But I'm but I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna leak a few a few deets. Okay. And then when this stuff drops later this week, you can you can come back. You'll remember what I said. These are my picks. Um, and also, if you if you've never purchased from Haller Brothers or if you've never signed up for the email list, I think they're doing ten percent off if you sign up for the email list. So trick of the trade to know about. Okay, this might be our best hat collection yet. Ooh, you've always talked about Haller hats. Kind of, I think that's the strongest one of the strongest things that categories. we do. One of the, the strongest things that we do. I, I'm like looking through fall 20 and there's like, usually there's like two that I like have to have. Mm-hmm. I think there's like four this, wow. this, this season. We got no. a wax canvas number coming. Really? Kind of an off white creamy rope hat as Love well. That. So there's, there, there's some fire there. And then, um, there, we do a, what's called our spellbinder parka. It's our hooded down jacket. Mm-hmm. It debuted last fall in, in some very howlerific colors, kind of like a, like a mustardy yellow and yeah. our, our kind of bright orange. Mm-hmm. This year, we have it in colors that I think are a little bit more universally wearable, which I'm very much looking forward to. Specifically, there is a full-on olive green. Nice. Just everything's olive green, even the patch, the cuffs, the hood, like this everything. This is the parka? This is the, yeah, the parka. 
and then there's a uh, there's a teal one, which is probably my favorite. Okay. Black yoke, black chest panels, and then like this just like super dope blue teal, which is hot, 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 hot. All right, and then there's a new product. It is a grid fleece shirt jacket. It's called the Vapors Fleece. It's coming, jacket. It's coming in black, and it's coming in like a terracotta red. Probably the product, probably the garment that I'm most excited for, the single garment that I'm most excited for. It's like, it's very... It is a more, it's kind of like, it's functional, right? It's warm, it's fleece, but it's also like pushing Howler into this. It's one of the, the it's one of the garments where we've kind of like pushed this, a very like forward stylish piece. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's, that. I'm really looking forward to that. And then of course, you know, we do a lot of embroidery and Western shirts. Yes. This is kind of like our bread and butter. So we do one called uh, a cross cut, which is, has like the double snap pockets and oftentimes features embroidery. One of our kind of recurring themes through this collection is is that our desert trip print, stars, desert, mm-hmm. kind of skulls, and then there's like little UFOs kind of hidden throughout. I like that. So like across the back, embroidered is like this kind of deserty landscape. Oh, like... And there's a little UFO twinkling up there in the corner, embroidered. Huh. It, this thing will Is this like Fort Lonesome style? Like a Kinda, big, big a patch bit. across the back? Yeah. Now, it's not as detailed and it's obviously yeah. not chain stitched and it's not as it's not as like it's it's uh there's more there's more um open space. Yeah. You know you, you the the Fort Lonesome stuff is very much like a tapestry mm-hmm. and this is more like a, kind of like a, a the blank the the negative space is filled in by the shirt I see. fabric instead yeah. of by more. That that'll be a chain hot stitching item. and embroidery. It is people have already it's some of our retailers have it already. And people have been going into our South Congress shop asking for it. Yeah. It's a hot item. If you like it, it will sell out. I would jump on it. Uh, then another, uh, our hottest product last fall was our release of denim shirts. Mm-hmm. We're redoing the light wash denim that sold out in a few days last year. And we're adding a black wash, which is nice. very cool. Uh, for As far as fit, not going to be like a slim fit, like double RL type thing. So you're going to get a little bit more a little bit more room in these things. Um, I would still probably go true to size. Just know that it's, you know, you'll have, mm-hmm. it's not going to strangle you. So if you're, if you, if you like a, a kind of more relaxed fit kind of goes with, with what everybody's doing right now anyways. Um, then true to size, if you want it to be trimmer, you could possibly uh, size down. And then I mentioned that black wash shirt. You mentioned you. All I'll say is you just mentioned a company that we have a collaboration with coming out in a, in a couple months. Very, very, very cool pieces. Ah, yeah, interesting. I won't name them again. <laughs> You'll have to go 15, 30 seconds back. But hit I, that back button. Hit that back button. But um, but that's a little that's a little tease. What kind of and stuff are we talking? That. Headwear or headwear? Ooh. Short sleeve shirt. Yeah. And a custom embroidered version of uh, of a black denim as well. Did you get your order in? Um, not yet, actually. I don't know if we're. I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna be so lucky to us to get an employee order on that on that little on that little doodad right there. It's gonna be a hot ticket. It's huge. Yeah. If we don't, I'm gonna pay full price for it because <laughs> it's killer. All right. So stay tuned for Howler this week. 
very, very excited about the fall 20 stuff. It looks awesome. And, um, yeah, any questions about it, feel free to, to get at me on the, on the Grom or, uh, jump in the discord and, and we can have a, a full on chat with, with a bunch of other listeners as well. Um, okay. Another very, very, uh, hot, 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 hot drop this week. I think it's dropping this week. A teaser video dropped today. I expect a lookbook tomorrow, and I expect drop one on Thursday. That's typically how these things go. But I'm a Leon Dor. Fall 20 is about to release, and they uh, the only thing that we've seen is the teaser Instagram video from today. So I've got... It's a good teaser video. Yeah, it's because great. Because it, it's, it's a lot of... There's there's a few things to talk about here. Did you have any initial initial thoughts after after first view? Um, it's cool. I mean, it's definitely a shift from what they've done in the past with the big loud colors, right? So I think that's pretty noticeable. Yeah. And their their fall winter palette is usually more toned down, but they always reference nineties like prep, like Nautica, yeah. Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger type stuff. And and especially the early to mid nineties, that really lends itself. That that focus is more on like the loud, kind of nautical looking, color blocking, brighter colors, brighter color palettes. We see it a ton from Ime's spring stuff always. And then it's it's usually more reflected in their fall winter too. What we get in this video is like very way more earth tones. Very toned down color palette. A lot of browns, a lot of lot of tans darker colors i'm not there's not a lot of i feel like the brightest thing that i see in this video is the kind of the blue um kind of picasso dunk sweater thing with the, the graphic on the it. graphic yeah. the graphic sweater mm-hmm. and even that is like a dustier blue yeah it's so right. so we're we're getting it's more subdued so that 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 was definitely noticeable from this video the other thing it just all like Teddy is such a New York guy, and this is such a New York brand, and that always comes through. Big but time. But this video Big is time. so New York. Yeah, they're they're throwing dominoes. That dude has a bunch of cash he's rolling out. Yes. The dude's doing push-ups in the Knicks jersey. In the Knicks jersey. <laughs> you, you're getting it's some great. of that. Yeah, not only are you getting like a huge mix of, of what you see, New York, it's one of our biggest melting pots, obviously. So you get ton ton of different ethnicities and races. You get the guy with the slick back hair and the tattoos, the dude in the Knicks jersey. It's a really um, cool video. It's a very cool video. A lot of these people are either like I think kind of somewhat famous New Yorkers or kind of low key celebs. Mm-hmm. Like the Asian woman, I I believe I think that's a kind of a famous jeweler. I think she's a kind of a popular New York okay. New York jeweler. Um, there is uh, Taco from Odd Future and now stars in the TV show Dave. Uh, is in there. He's the guy with the wearing the Chicago the Chicago Jordan ones. Um, a, a fellow podcaster is also featured in this, uh, a guy named Larry or Lawrence from the podcast, throwing fits, mm-hmm. probably the most popular men's fashion podcast out there. They've just had an absolute crazy run, been featured in all sorts of write-ups from like New York magazine. And, uh, this is a huge, this is quite, quite a big, I, I'm look, I'm not going to lie. This is, this is awesome. I'm very, yeah. I'm very, very envious that Larry gets to pop up in the uh, I'm a teaser video. I'm sure your invitation probably got lost in there <laughs> or something. Well, you know, their their podcast is somewhere between uh, you know three x and three thousand x this podcast. <laughs> so we're on we're on our way. Um, but uh, but but certainly, 
I also wanted to mention that because I, I've DM'd with with several of you guys out there, uh, and and we've kind of had this conversation. I, it's impossible to not be aware of the Throwing Fits podcast because of what we do. So it's it's on, it's on my radar. I f- I follow Larry on Instagram. I think he's I think he's got uh, some pretty good style. As I've mentioned before, I'm just never going to be like a nylon shorts with with uh, with fancy loafers guy. And he's kind of the leader of that movement. Are they based in New York? Yes. Yeah. Well, then yes. that's that's very, I guess New York. I don't know. That's yeah, the only I, time I, I've ever seen it is on stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it it does feel there's something that is kind of New York about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I'm, I am aware and I follow him. I have never listened to the podcast and I don't follow the podcast account specifically because, and this, this is like, this is like designers talking about how they kind of have to put blinders on sometimes mm-hmm. so that they're not consciously or subconsciously influenced by, by what else is out there. Um, just recently on the 18 East Style Forum channel, uh, the the creative director designer of 18 East, Antonio, talked about how he had to stop following uh, a brand called Story Manufacturing because it because there was like there was suddenly like a weird crossover mm-hmm. and overlap, mm-hmm. and it was just like he didn't he just didn't want the he couldn't have it in his in his brain. That's a good move, and that that is the way that I have treated. The Throwing Fits podcast. Mm-hmm. I've never listened to it because I don't want it to influence what we do here. So, obvi- I, I, I'm I'm well aware that that uh, that that there is some brand talk overlap. Obviously, those guys are IMA fans. I know that that Larry pops up in 18 East stuff as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I, I I try not to pay too close attention because I don't want it to to uh, I you know I don't I don't want us to bite what they're doing over there, and I, I hope that we bring something a little bit different to the table. But to continue on this, uh, this IMA talk, we mentioned it's very New York. We mentioned the earthier color tones. I mentioned that it's, uh, it, it feels, I was, I was thinking about like the Ralph Lauren, you know, when, you know, when Rachel starts working for Ralph Lauren in yes. friends, uh-huh. that's towards like the back half of that, of, of the, of the series. Mm-hmm. So we're into like the, I think we're into like the 97, 98, 99 timeframe there. This stuff is reminding me of the of Friends in its last few seasons, mm-hmm. which is also interesting. Oversized, but yeah, like a little oversized, like the like some bigger, you know, just some. It's got that kind of like looseness of late '90s Ralph Lauren. Mm-hmm. Then I watched it again, and on my third view, another thing hit me. And I think this is good. I think this is good. But l- watch this back and tell me that you're not reminded of like 2014 J. Crew. For sure. Like liquor store J. Crew. Absolutely. The Absolutely. Bl- the black watch plaid. Yeah. The tailoring. The big the big coats. Like the like the overcoats. I'm watching it right now. The 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 cardigans. Mm-hmm chunky knit sweaters like like this is this this feels very much j crew sold a lot of new balance too exactly yes and there you teddy has the relationship with new balance so they're all in on the new new balance collaborations and yeah j crew carried new balance and pushed the hell out of new balance in 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 that liquor store heyday right that was one of their that was a big deal a lot of cardigans in here 
And so I just watched this back and I was like, man, they're really like, this is some Mickey Drexler, Todd Snyder, J. Crew shit. <laughs> um, and the the spin here is it's like it's like J, it's like the J. Crew liquor store. If everybody involved with J. Crew was also really into basketball right. and, and loved Jordans, like that's the that's the twist. Yeah. So it's a little bit it, it's pushed further further north on Manhattan, right? Uh-huh. It's like a little bit more. It's it still has some of its its Harlem element, its Harlem vibe. But it's very, it's very much reminiscent of the, of the kind of sharper tailoring and very wearable, like traditional prep stuff, but pushed into those night, like late '90s Ralph Lauren earthier mm-hmm. color tones. Totally. So, I, obviously, um, it'd be hard to 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 make a full judgment on it until we see the lookbook. Yeah. Which again, I I expect in sometime this week. Uh, but, uh, but certainly it's a, it's a really cool video. It features a bunch of cool people and that these guys are, uh, Teddy keeps killing it over there, man. It's, it's great stuff. He's, he's got, he's, as I've, I've said it many times on this podcast, but this dude has a vision and he executes it in an extremely cohesive way. Mm -hmm. Like, like no, nothing is ever out of place with this guy's stuff. What kills me though is like looking at all this. It's all so dope, but you most of it you can't wear in this climate down well, we, here. So we so that's that's where I was going to go next. Is there's obviously a lot of of winter stuff, and this is we we've mentioned this with plenty of fall winter collections that a lot of the most attractive pieces, the ones you're most drawn to, are ones that you would literally, literally get to wear one time. Mm-hmm. Take taking that a step further, you're now going to go a lot fewer places this fall winter you know so that 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 one maybe two times that you could have worn that big black watch plaid top coat now now that's been reduced to like probably zero times (laughs) so pros and cons here um pro you don't have to spend the money on those yes don't even like just forget it so you can put your money into the other stuff that's a little bit more multi-seasonal or wearable you don't even have to be tempted by the twelve hundred dollar coat, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the, the fall winter is always it's always about layering. The pieces are always you know more plush and more luxe, and that is that is difficult here in Texas to begin with. And now it's really just like I, I don't you know it's it's gonna it it will be the thing about summer stuff is that. I'm still wearing shorts and t-shirts. Yeah. And I was going to be doing that regardless of of what I was or wasn't able to do. So with, with the fall winter, it's like, man, if if I'm still just totally stuck at home, it's going to be like hoodies and and Well, I like a lot of the bottoms. A lot of the pants are cool. Yeah. Yeah. You can go that route. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them totally. are different. I agree. Very much looking forward to 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 seeing it. But you're not going all in on the puffer. No puffers. No, I'm gonna pick up my I'm gonna pick up my howler puffer and uh, and call it a day. Yeah, (laughs) I don't blame you. Yeah, I'll I'll pass on the uh, down stuff from Woolrich from Mm -hmm. from from I May this year. Um. Okay. Let's uh. Let's quickly just touch before we head out here on the Noah Adidas collaboration. I'm not so hot on this one. No. 
Uh, and mostly what I just, I, I wanted to just speak quickly about it. These brands, when they do these collaborations, it's not enough to just put your two logos together and expect that that's going to sell something. This reminds me of like the Kith Coca-Cola stuff. Yeah. I have so little interest. None. In you take in Kith taking a Coca-Cola logo and slapping on one of their garments and then being like, ha ha, look, <laughs> look what we did. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's totally uninteresting. Dude, I don't and that's that's kind of what I feel here. Uh, the they, the shoes, I don't know why they picked the silhouettes they did, but they're not interesting to me. And then the apparel, especially, they took a Noah graphic, they put an Adidas logo under it, literally just an Adidas typeface under the shell graphic, and that's what they're going to be like. You know, shut up. That's like what Palace did too with some of the Adidas stuff. Yeah. And that's you know I I I've thought I've you think about more recent stuff like at least with something kind of obscure like John Elliott and Cat right they like tried to pull some of the Cat ethos they 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 you know they pulled in some camo they 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 did some some jackets and some shorts that were a little bit more like workwear yeah that had some uh, techie sh- like you know reflective fabric mm-hmm. that type of thing functional de- like. Like it was an attempt to make it more than just here's a cat logo on a John Elliott hoodie. Yeah, they did that as well. <laughs> but it was more more f- fleshed out, and and I mean that I, that wasn't a great one either. Uh, it was just what came came to me off the top of my top of my head. But I'm 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 kind of tired of of two brands getting together and being like, hey, you know what would be cool? Our brand, your brand. Let's just put them on the same garment. They'll love it. Limit the production. Yeah. Yeah. There's even some like Our Legacy and Stussy stuff. I like both of those brands a whole lot, mm-hmm. but I don't care that the t-shirt has both of your brands on it. It's like they, they knew this deadline was coming up and they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> there's nothing. We that's... didn't come up with anything. Just put the logos together. I'll just take a Stussy tee or an Our Legacy tee or an Our Legacy garment. Right. Like, like I, I don't know. I'm just, the 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 collabs, I, I would leave it to the sneaker brands is all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. This one's a no from me, dog. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is and and sadly, this is like the first big drop from Noah for their fall winter collection. Mm-hmm. They're launching with this. Maybe there was more to it. Maybe the pandemic got in the way. Maybe there was supposed to be yeah some other things, and now they've just they're kind of left with this fizzle. But yeah, I don't know. Underwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed. But okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's about all the time that we have for today. Um, obviously, as you can see, the fall winter stuff, it's here, it's near. We will continue to talk more about, uh, about other cool stuff that we, we see coming down the pipe. Go check out lumenskin.com slash club cool for some of the best skin, skin care products I've ever used. You can support the podcast as well by checking us out on patreon.com slash club cool. Go become a patron, support the podcast directly. And uh, Phil, you got anything else for us today? Any 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 final final comments? Final words? Um, no. Be nice to each other. Yeah. Club That's Cool it. Playlist 2.0 coming coming this week as well. Yeah. yeah. I'll get on that. Right on. All right. We will be back. Enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you.